0: This is Wired Up with Matt Kennedy and Jerry Peralta on KMSA
1: 91.3. March Madness. Madness in March. And fuego in el marzo. I don't know if that's March
2: yeah, yeah, that is. Is it? Yes. yes, yes. You're actually right, but it's not. It's a, It's more of an S sound instead of a Z. <laughs>
1: Thanks. Yeah, and I'm not talking about basketball March Madness. Yes, that's going to happen in um, March.
2: Although I'm for, talking about for listeners who've listened to the show a lot, you know, Matt never talks about basketball.
1: No, it's always football. So, so when you say March Madness, <laughs> you got to be like, is Matt really going to talk about basketball today? No, madness in the NFL free agency market. That is the Madness in March that I truly, truly love. Matt Kennedy, Gerald Peralta, 91.3 FM, KMSA, Music for the Mavs. And that is what we are going to talk about today. I wish this was yesterday because it would be more fresh in my head. Mm -hmm. So I had to do some refreshing today and what's happened. But a big week in the NFL market. Tuesday was nuts. Crazy. Yeah. Madness. Mm -hmm. Insanity in Cleveland and in the Big Apple in New York. York City. NFL free agency officially became official on March 13th this past Tuesday. Joe Flacco finally became a Denver Bronco. Odell Beckham became a Cleveland Brown.
2: That one was a shock and a half. I was not expecting that
1: trade at all. Nobody was. The shock of the nation, the New York Giants trading away. Odell Beckham For almost nothing at all. Well, something. Something. Something Not a lot, but something. But people are asking, what is going on in New York and why are they doing this? And more importantly, what are they taking over there near MetLife Stadium? The other team that plays at MetLife scored big in Le'Veon Bell, being signed by the New York Jets. He's not the highest paid running back. Todd Gurley still owes That title to himself. But now we're going to talk about free agency today. We're going to start with the Giants and ask ourselves, what are they doing? Hopefully we'll come up with some answers. Then we'll just kind of recap everything that's happened this week in the NFL free agency market. And then we're going to talk about the Browns because they're interesting enough. Are they indeed Super Bowl contenders? Then, of course, clips of the week. When we come back in two weeks, we'll bring back top five, bottom three. I think we should. We probably should do it today, but we're not prepared to.
2: We're not. In, in all honesty, with how with how crazy this free agency is going right now, I'd rather wait until we get back because I'm curious to see how it all ends. So it's gonna be an interesting one.
1: Let's uh, get into it. On Tuesday night, New York Giants general manager and the whack job himself, David Gettleman or Dave Gettleman, traded Beckham to the Cleveland Browns for a 17th overall pick in next month's draft. He also traded him for a third-round pick in safety Jabril Peppers from the Browns. Oh, that's... uh, You're cringing at that.
2: I'm very cringy at that. The two
1: big players for your team, gone. People are asking, why indeed are the Giants doing this? Even Giants fans are asking, why? Why, why, why? And by the way, they kept Eli Manning. And they're going to keep him most likely until Monday where they owe him a bonus of about $5 million. Was OBJ too much to handle? Because that is the only logical defense for why they traded him away. The most talented man on the offensive side of the ball in franchise history. The most talented player for the Giants since Lawrence Taylor. Tom Coughlin once said that Beckham brought qualities to the Giants And I quote, the likes, which I have never seen. And yet three head coaches in Coughlin, Ben McAdoo, and Pat Shermer, two GMs in Jerry Reese and Gettleman, and one team president and co-owner in John Mara could not quite figure out how to manage Beckham and his attitude and antics. So therefore, Jerry, they decided to get rid of OBJ. Your thoughts?
2: (laughs) It is very surprising to me, you know, because, yeah... Odell, Be- this is this is the one issue I had with Odell Beckham is he had a big a big attitude problem. He was a lot to handle for this New York Giants team, but he also put up good numbers to you know suffice for it. But I mean, when it came to his attitude, you could kind of understand why he would have attitudes. You know, a, a team with that had a lot of ta- as much talent as they had, excluding. You know the the washed up. I'm gonna say washed up at this point. Washed up play. Oh, they're washed up by yeah. Eli Manning. Well, I was without fo- a doubt. I was focused towards Eli Manning. But yes, my point. Well, the washed up play towards Eli Manning. You would come to think, okay, maybe Beckham has a point with why he's getting mad. We we have too many good good players for us to be as bad as we are, and yet no, it it's not. It's not the GM. It's not the owner's fault. It's not the head coach's fault. they have been through three of them, but it's, but it's Odell Beckham Jr.'s fault, so we have to get rid of him in order f- to save, a, save ourselves a heartache and a headache.
1: ESPN senior writer for the Giants, Ian O'Connor, wrote the article kind of explaining what the plan is in New York and his best intake. He basically recapped what is going on and why they traded away OBJ. And he listed off his uh, his antics, starting off with the quote-unquote fist fight and octagon match that he got in with Josh Norman. Remember that? Yep. And then they also said they'd lost a, a, uh, <laughs> a fist fight to a kicking net and then proposed yep. marriage to said kicking net. And then he followed up with taking a boating vacation before his dreadful playoff performance against Green Bay and then punched a hole in the Lambeau wall field and sat with Lil Wayne and ESPN's Josina Anderson and questioned everything from Eli Manning's arm, to the team's heart. So it goes without question that, yes, OBJ has been controversial. Yes. Can I say that word right? Controversial. Not, not controversial. Even con-
2: not to, not controversial. I, I wouldn't even say You don't that. think he's. Okay, yeah, he has been controversial, Jerry. He's, he had, had his he's mo- brought some stuff. On. Yeah. He's brought some bad publicity, but, but, and this is a big but, is what he was saying about. The heart of the team and Eli Manning's arm was that entirely wrong?
1: No, this team has no direction and has no idea with what they're doing. Are they rebuilding? Are (laughs) they going to rebuild with a 38-year-old Eli Manning? From the way that's what they should be doing.
2: From the way it looks, it's going. Yeah, they're rebuilding. How does that
1: make any sense? It doesn't. How does any of this make any sense? It doesn't
2: make sense because if you're, because why would you rebuild? Around a 38-year-old Eli Manning, who has two, and I'm gonna, I'm saying, two lucky Super Bowl wins. He got lucky. He got lucky. He, he. There was no way he should have. They should have won that. And in fact, the reason they won those two Super Bowls wasn't even because of Eli Manning in, entirely. Eli Manning, I don't even think he was the MVP for one of those Super Bowls. It was mainly the defense at that time. Eli Manning. Is no Peyton Manning, and even Peyton Manning had his ups and downs.
1: I want to hear what Max Kellerman has to say. We love playing first-take clips on here. Yep. It's one of my favorite things to listen. First-take, a very good one. From. And Max Kellerman, who is a lifelong New York Giants fan this morning on first-take, he went off on the Giants, and he has some thoughts. Let's hear it. About what's going on. in the
3: Max? First, I want to address your point, Lewis, about the, um, the, the mid-first round pick. The point that they got back, they didn't get a high first round but The 17th mid-mid, 1st mid round pick. Right. And the third round pick's the last pick in the third round. It's like a fourth round pick. Get out of here with that. And Jabril Peppers replaces Landon Collins, who they chose not to franchise, and then signed an $80 million deal, meaning they could have gotten a good deal for Landon Collins had they franchised them and tagged them. I mean, this is idiotic. It's, it's obvious to anyone. I, 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 I could do a better job GMing this team than Gettleman right now. Look. A mid-first round pick is valuable precisely because they're an impact player that's inexpensive. They're inexpensive impact players, cheap impact players. But if you're going to pay $16 million for Odell to play for the Browns, then the mid-first rounder you get is not inexpensive, it's very expensive, duh! Duh! Here's, that's number one. Number two. When I hear that the Giants are sending scouts and everybody to go look at Kyler Murray, they want to watch Kyler Murray to see if they think that they could
1: more? I'm going to cut Max up right there. Uh, I just uh, want to listen. Uh, I just love
2: that one little second there. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah but, uh, and as he brought up Landon Collins, Landon Collins actually came out and said in a video and he said he wasn't surprised that the Giants traded Odell Beckham. And in fact, he said you could see it in the direction New York was taking and that because of that, Beckham's going to be leaving a void in the team, which is very true. New York Giants tried to, and I'm and I'm going into free agency a little bit early in this during this. The Giants signed Golden Tate, and they signed him. Yeah, they signed him today to,
1: to replace OBJ as the number one guy. What now, are the details of that contract?
2: Four year deal, thirty seven point five million dollars dollars going towards Golden Tate. I don't know about any bonuses he gets or anything. But I, I, I'm sorry, and, and being a Seattle fan, I loved Golden Tate. Golden Tate was a great receiver. He, he is a he is good receiver, but he the thing with Golden Tate is he needs a quarterback around him who can do it. Hence why he had the success he had in Seattle. Russell Wilson was good enough to do the job. Golden Tate with Eli Manning is not going to be the beneficial, and is not going to be the power you're looking for when it comes to your wide receivers. I'm sorry.
1: So let's he- get. So let's let's jump ship, Jerry. Let's jump ship to answer this question. What are the Giants doing? Are they in rebuild season? And my question to that, and I said it earlier. How can you rebuild with a 30 year old washed up quarterback who is the ugly stepchild? in the Manning family.
2: Oh, that's that's harsh. You but- trade
1: away your most talented player to ever catch a football in franchise history for a first-round pick that will only add up as some crappy in-store retail stock in order to trade up in a draft for a QB who you don't even know will be your franchise guy. So you trade away OBJ, for a number 17 pick to use as some leverage to get up to number two to maybe get Dwayne Haskins, we don't even know. That's just a theory. That is the only logical theory that I can put on this team right now. Because, if Jerry, if I have have any recollection, this team will be in the position that the Arizona Cardinals Cardinals are in. If they trade away that 17 number pick for, let's say, Josh Rosen, and then they absolutely tank this year, to go for Tua next year?
2: Wait, isn't Tua in the draft this year? No. Oh, next year. Oh.
1: Is that? I don't know. Uh, okay, I'm I'm trying to think of all these plans in my head, trying to figure out which one is the right one, okay. which one is logical but to make sense to trade away OBJ. This, this is there is no logic
2: in this. You, this is the problem. When it comes to rebuilding a team, you have to look at teams who have been in rebuild for years and Cleveland Browns a very good team to compare right now because look at how
1: well they're doing so far in terms of rebuilding. They are killing this offseason. Yeah, they're doing great. We're going to talk about the Browns <laughs> later. They are they're their Super Bowl odds are 14 to 1 and that's, after getting OBJ. That's great. That's the best the Browns have had
2: for a long time the last 20 years. Yeah. So the Giants in rebuild, you can't rebuild around a 38-year-old quarterback. I'm sorry. If
1: maybe if it was Tom Brady, maybe. It's a big maybe. Why would you not want to rebuild on a star like OBJ? Yeah, why not rebuild with Saquon Barkley? Yeah. And maybe they should have kept Landon Collins. They should have franchise tagged Landon Collins for a year. Yeah, you rebuild your with the fact that the Giants had the keys
2: on in the right, wide receiving court and the running back game, and you know, backfield, you would rebuild around those key components. Mm-hmm. Let Eli Manning retire, wave him, do whatever. But you rebuild around those key components, which is why we're seeing a lot of success from other teams who have done the same thing. They've rebuilt around their receivers and running backs, which is why the Giants should have done this. And they could have had a better odds of going of making playoffs and turning a season around if they were to pick up a guy, if Josh Rosen could handle the, You know, handle it, or if they were actually looking into scouting Kyler Murray, uh, uh, was it basket from Dwayne 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 Haskins? Dwayne Dwayne Haskins. I'm sorry, I could not think of his
1: name for the life of me. Brain fart. Yeah, Dwayne Haskins. Brain cells thinking about this trade.
2: Yeah, the Giants. I don't even. I'm gonna say it right now. From what we have been listening, the Giants have not scouted anybody. In from what the, they're saying, yeah, yeah. Here,
1: you want you want to listen to it? Yeah, let's listen let, to it early. Yeah, that's, that's fine. That's fine. Do the Giants plan on keeping Eli Manning for the 2019 season? And this news broke from Dan Graziano, ESPN reporter on Get Up this morning. His intake on the Giants' QB situation.
4: $20 roster bonus due for Eli Manning on Sunday. Uh, they do not plan at this point on releasing him before then. They, they feel like they're going to go with him this year. Now, could plans change? Of course, but... Sunday's three days from now, so you'd think the plans would be in motion. Number two, the, based on the reporting I've done, I don't think they're 100% sure that they're going to take a quarterback in the first round of this year's draft. They know they have to address, and Dan's shaking his head, they know they have to address the, the situation of Eli Manning's long-term successor. They, they are aware of that. But they haven't finished their evaluations on Kyler Murray, Dwayne Haskins, Drew Locke, all those guys, so right now they're not 100% sure. And I don't get the sense that they're going to just take a quarterback because they didn't take one last year and they feel like they have to. They know that whoever succeeds Eli Manning has to be the franchise quarterback, and they can't get that decision wrong. So they could use those two first-round picks to help rebuild that defense. You know, they've lost a lot of pieces on defense, and this is a defense-heavy draft. And they could hit the draft next year where the quarterbacks look like they might be better. They could trade for Josh Rosen if he's a Optimism
1: Optimism, optimism, extreme optimism on Get Up this morning.
2: Well, and the and he brings up a good point. The Giants realize and I wouldn't even call whoever replaces Eli Manning a successor. Whoever and I'm going to use replaced, whoever replaces Eli Manning at the quarterback position does need to be a does need to be a franchise guy. The Giants can't afford to play Cleveland for the next 20 odd years and wait until you know the call. The NFL draft comes up with some big names and Heisman Trophy winners here. They need to make a pick. They need to make the right pick. But he, I don't think keeping Eli Manning for another year and trading away so trading away your receivers, your best receiver. In fact, your only receiver who is notable because he's the only one who you can name off the top of your head for. For New York, at you know, trading him away, I don't think that was your best idea. Your best choice was to keep him, waive Eli Manning, and trade for a Josh Rosen or trade for, you know, trade for a McKinnon or something. You had a lot of choices, but yet you chose to get rid of Eli or Odell Beckham Jr. and. Pretty much ruin your defense in the in the process as well.
1: Eli Manning has the Giants on a rope. You win two Super Bowls for a franchise. It's the same situation in Pittsburgh with Ben Roethlisberger. You win a couple of Super, you win more than one Super Bowl, and you're set for life. It doesn't matter if you're 45 years old; they're going to keep you around because they don't want to get rid of you because of the sentimental value that you have to the team. Eli Manning is trash, and I say that unfiltered and completely, completely unbiased looking at him and what he's done. Yep. You limit this guy to what now? Saquon Barkley to help him out? The Giants last year, they wanted to go all in. Therefore, they got Saquon Barkley to take that load off of Eli Manning's shoulders. Now, now you're in this situation. You're in this situation to where your team is just absolutely abysmal and you trade away the guy who is actually the franchise for you. So now... What are you going to go do? Are you going to draft a quarterback this year or are you going to sit on a washed up Eli Manning for yet another season to be in the top 5 next year to see if you can test your luck in the NFL draft? Yeah, if you're the if I'm the
2: Giants, I go all in and get a quarterback this year and then and then see and then, you know, pretty much do what the jets are doing build, start having to build a team around that quarterback you know do what the do what the browns are doing building teams around their quarterbacks you know the, the browns are, I, and i keep r- referencing them but the browns are a good example of built, of doing a good job of building a team around a specific player
1: we'll talk about the browns later yeah. we'll talk about the browns later but Jerry i want to take a quick commercial break me come back we will discuss this nfl free agency We'll just kind of recap it. We'll give you all the ins and the outs of who's been traded, who's been picked up, and who's still left. Matt Kennedy, Jared Peralta, wired up.
0: Ranger Station, Ranger speaking.
4: Hi, um, I'd like to report a bear hug.
0: Uh-huh, okay.
4: Well, we were building a bonfire, and I, I saw some, like, dry brush and leaves around. So, you know, I, I said to move the bonfire somewhere else, and out of nowhere, Smoky Bear shows up and hugs me.
0: So you noticed some wildfire hazards and moved your bonfire to a safer location. Yeah. Yeah, that's Smokey, all right. He likes it when people help prevent wildfires. It hits him close to home. Not everybody gets the hug, my friend. So that's pretty special to get a hug from Smokey Bear.
4: Ha, so it was him. Guys, I
0: told you it was Smokey. Okay, well, congratulations, my friend. And thanks for calling. There are many ways to prevent a wildfire. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Only you can prevent
4: wildfires. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service, Ad Council, and your state forester.
2: Dave, what are you doing? Just sending a gift to Dave2037. Who? Me in the future. I save a little money from every paycheck as a gift to Dave2037 so he can spend it on things like anti-gravity boots or a hologram Doberman. Something cool like that. I think Dave2037 deserves it. He worked hard. What are you getting Steve 2037?
3: I guess I was thinking Steve 2037 would just fend for himself. Well, all right, but don't expect to be borrowing my anti-gravity boots.
2: You want to have money in your future? You got to start saving now. Putting some money from every paycheck
0: into a savings account or contributing to your 401k can make a big difference
5: later. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. For free ideas and easy ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's
1: feedthepig.org. Hey,
2: let's just hope Steve2037 doesn't get his hands on a cold time machine because he is going to come back here and knock some sense into you. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad
1: Council. music <laughs> no bumper music jumping right back into iPod we'll do it next time I'm just over here recapping. <laughs> I was not so.
2: expecting you to just jump in I was like oh he's gonna use the ox and then you just start talking I'm like oh I better no bumper
1: on. sorry guys for those of you who like the bumper music it's no deal today anyways plus we gotta get right into it get right into it to see who else has been signed NFL free agency is indeed running wild in March as we have officially started the season the official season of the 2019 NFL has started. That did not, that sense did not come together. Well, (laughs) you get the gist official season has started in the NFL. And I'm looking at all the Broncos trades and acquisitions because they have been on the the more interesting side, Denver. Cause I'm, I'm thinking what I was thinking just a second ago, I was comparing the giants front office situation with Denver's front office situation. Because Denver was willing to hire NFL uh, new coaches. They were willing to get rid of their quarterbacks. They're willing to make big acquisitions for new quarterbacks. But they also aren't taking a risk to get a new quarterback. And by new, I mean new rookie, young, athletic, has promise, has almost guaranteed promise, not a Paxton Lynch kind of promise, which had no promise whatsoever. And Denver has a little bit more of a plan. Than what the Giants have, they got a guy in Vic Fangio, who's going to build this defense up, and they've also made some solid acquisitions to make that dream come true. Denver has, of course, traded for Joe Flacco, which officially uh, became official within the last day or two, and they've also added a couple of new guys. You know, they added some some great, great secondary players like Kareem Jackson former Houston Texan. He was graded out of the fifth best quarterback in the NFL by pro pro football focus. And by all accounts should thrive under Vic Fangio's offense. He finished 2018 with 87 total tackles, one sack, 17 pass deflections, two interceptions and two forced fumbles. He played safety in his last season with the Texans, but will play more than likely the, the number two quarterback next to Chris Harris on the Denver defense. They also signed, uh, Tackle Jawan James, the right tackle of the Miami Dolphins, to a four-year, $52 million deal, which makes him the highest-paid tackle in the league. That comes with some question. And Denver also got rid of some guys. They lost Matt Paradis. They lost Darian Stewart. And they also lost, well, I guess they got rid of Case Keenum in that trade with the Redskins. So uh, Denver... More on the quiet side, but on the more positive side, I say if I have to rank their free agency acquisitions so far or their off-season move so far, I would rank it maybe B-C+. I think Denver should have taken their chance to draft a new quarterback this year, which they may well do. Yeah, They may go for Drew Locke with their 10th overall pick, which I don't think they're going to trade away just yet. Yeah, I think that they have a chance to draft a quarterback this year in the draft. If not, they should draft somebody like a... uh like another maybe even another defensive lineman. Maybe. Which is crazy. Or maybe. another offensive lineman or another safety. I think you should go for a safety or a wide receiver in case Emmanuel Sanders is not going to be ready to go or not one hundred percent by the time the season starts.
2: Yeah, I think it's gonna be almost certain that Denver's gonna be maybe picking up a wide receiver or two in this next draft.
1: Jerry, let's yeah, let's take a look. Uh what have your Seahawks done? They've lost some guys. Uh
2: yeah, well, the Seahawks haven't really the, like the Broncos, they've been relatively quiet in the free agency. They they did lose they did lose Earl Thomas, which was a big blow right there. Uh Earl Thomas obviously wanting out of Seattle as as quickly as he want, could um cuz he wanted to go to Dallas. Dallas was not willing to make the offer. Well, well didn't want to pay him. Uh so Earl Thomas ended up in Baltimore. Baltimore.
1: Four-year deal, 55 million, 32 fully guaranteed. He's can A-B on their skill.
2: Yeah, he that's a good pickup for Baltimore, I would say. Uh and you know, as much as I as much as mad as I am, I guess I I understand why uh on the other side, uh, uh Seattle just signed the kicker from the Jets to a four-year deal. And I don't I think I believe it was like 15 million for the four years This is about
1: right for a kicker
2: yeah uh so i I can
1: make that much money for yeah (laughs) kicking a football
2: yeah so he so he's gonna get that uh they picked up a guard from arizona and i i can't for the life of me can't remember his name um they re-signed they're in the process of re-signing fluker to a two-year deal so they're built they're this free agency they've been really off offensive line heavy. They've been really focusing on that struggles in the offensive line so they're picking up people there. I can probably guarantee they're going to pick up another one or two in the one or two offensive linemen in the draft. Uh they just re-signed KJ Wright to a th- okay. two, to a two-year deal. I okay. don't remember how much he, he was how much he's getting paid, but that wasn't until later because K.J. Wright wanted to test the free agency market. Wasn't really getting the looks he wanted. So he, him and Seattle obviously worked out a deal, and Seattle was willing to let him look. And then before they signed him back, they also re-signed um, Kendrickson, who they picked up from Carolina, uh, again to a one-year deal. Uh, I believe his is like $14 million for a defensive back. Other than that, they haven't really picked up a lot of people. It's been a lot of re-signing and pick and offensive linemen. No, nobody too big.
1: Let's take a look at the big signees, and we've missed a few of them. Oh yeah, we we missed a few of them.
2: I did miss one for Seattle. Justin Coleman, the cornerback for Seattle, yes. did get traded to Detroit and became the highest pit and became the highest paid nickel cornerback in the league. And as much as Justin Coleman did good, I don't. I'm going to say that I don't believe he was worth what he's going to get paid
1: in Detroit. Well, let's also talk about players who probably will not live up to their worth. And this is just by by the production effort that we have seen and the controversy that we have talked in the last couple of weeks. Let's change our attention to the (laughs) oh-so-prominent Oakland Raiders and their signings because Raiders have been making moves. We talked last week, and this was before AB. Signed with him. This was before he got traded. This was before he announced it on his Instagram or whatever. He finally broke the news. We were talking. Who was going to sign Mr. Big Chest, Mr. Big Money, Mr. AB himself, and the Raiders were the team to bite the bullet on that. We even discussed why that was not the best move to happen for the Raiders if they decided to do so. But yep. they did. They signed AB to a new deal. Uh, they also signed another wide receiver today. Uh, they also Dang it. I lost they him. signed Tyrell Williams. There you go. Thank you. They signed Tyrell Williams to another big deal. So they have their offense. AB and Williams and Carr are there in Oakland. They're making big news. Yeah. Is it going to work for them? I don't know. And I'm kind of tired of talking AB, so let's just say I wish them all well, but let's just see if Mr. Oh, John you're not like can the handle of the A. B. week then. <laughs> <laughs> you picked one out. Yeah I did. Okay. I t- actually, I did tell you to pick one from maybe's press conference. Yeah. Maybe says he's going to hold people accountable.
2: Who's going to hold him accountable?
1: <laughs> maybe John Gruden. maybe Carr. Maybe Carr. Maybe I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, probably one of the big
2: big pickups that happened Tuesday and I remember this clearly it was Tuesday around I think 10 p.m. Mm. That, they, that the announcement came through. Le'Veon Bell finally has a new team.
1: With the, the Jets. Yeah. He the, was looking to be the highest paid running back in the game, but he is not. He is third. Four-year deal, fifty-two point five million with the Jets, thirty-five million dollars guaranteed.
2: Now here on ESPN, they grade that at a, as a C minus. Now when they do these grades on trades, I don't know if they're taking into, I don't know if they're just grading the deal or if they're grading the player and the team. I honestly think for the Jets. This this pickup for them is about a B, a B minus.
1: I would say it's I would I would say the exact same thing too. Uh, I don't think Bell's gambit to pass on signing a fourteen point five million dollar franchise tag from the Steelers and sit out the entire season last year was his best option, and I don't think it worked out for him. He may be getting that money back eventually, but to get that money that he really wanted and then not end up getting that. Is kind of ironic. We remember last year his agent was saying that the rest of the 31 teams in the NFL are going to be buying him out to give him that big money.
2: And that's not what happened. It it's really not. The fact that Todd, the fact that he's still the third, he's only the third highest paid running back at the moment, because Todd Gurley is still the highest paid right now. So <laughs> Le'Veon Bell, I believe, kind of messed himself up in that scenario by sitting out the season. Because, because uh, let's be honest, if he played and he actually put up and he put up the numbers that he always put up, then I can guarantee that his agent probably would have been right. Mm-hmm. But he didn't play, and he didn't, and he sat out. Hence, why he was not bought out as quickly as you know, uh, as his agent and he was thinking.
1: The the reason Bell set out was, of course, to you know get the money that he wanted, which he ended up not getting. He also wanted to add years onto his career. You know, the lifespan or the career lifespan of running backs or tailbacks in the NFL is not the longest uh, duration. Yeah, yeah. And so Bell, which some may call it wise, freshened up his body this year because I believe the Steelers would have run the heck out of him. Mm-hmm. And he definitely would have lost if not one to up to three years of his career after that brutal season that the Steelers ended up taking in the second half of the year. And this may end up working in the long run for belt. That may only be the only positive attribute for sitting out now that he will actually be healthy. He wanted to be healthy going into free agency. So that paid off for him. And now he's got a young quarterback in Sam Darnold and a promising team in the jets that he can work around and solidify himself as one of the best, if he has not already solidified himself as one of the best all-around talents, multi-talented running backs in the NFL. Yeah. Another team
2: who was making big moves in in terms of building their offense up, uh, the Bills signed two big players right now, and John Brown and Cole Beasley from Dallas Cole Beasley's deal is four-year deal worth for uh twenty nine million with fourteen million guaranteed, and John Brown is a three-year deal worth twenty seven million and doesn't I don't think he there's no guarantee on that one, but I believe these are two good picks for the Bills giving giving Josh Allen some players to work with at the moment. Bills haven't had a lot of success in terms of big name players, so having good wide receivers on the outs for Josh Allen is probably going to elevate his game
1: a little bit. I also forgot to mention the um, – no, just kidding. I was looking at the Packers for a second. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Same green team. No, Packers signed Billy Turner um, away from the Broncos, which is a, a, a shot to the Denver offensive line. They also signed Preston Smith, which is a uh, rather positive stuff. And, sorry, C.J. Mosley. That's where I was missing. C.J. Mosley yeah, got yeah. signed by the New York Jets because Anthony Barr – ended up backing out. But by the way, I think the jets definitely saved some money by having Barr back out of that deal and staying with the Vikings. They were able to give Le'Veon some couple, uh, extra millions of dollars in that contract, which may have drawn him in even more instead of, because bell may have ended up with the Raiders. Yeah, that was, that was was the rumors.
2: Yeah. That was the rumors going around because Antonio Brown, I guess, wasn't talks with Le'Veon Bell and getting yeah. him to Oakland, but I don't think it would have worked out in that situation um and probably another notable one uh and I, I have this one, one po- is notable this one is notable, but I'm not mentioning this one yet uh Michael Bennett getting picked up by New England is probably a relatively big one New England's defense did lose uh da- Dante Fowler uh so he's with the Rams now um that's gonna that's gonna help the New England defense in the end too. And if I'm correct, Michael Bennett's brother Martellus Bennett's going to be returning to play with. He said, New said he England. was
1: considering. Is that 100 percent certain? I'm not too sure if
2: if Michael Bennett's in New England. I'm gonna say that's probably a guarantee it's a that Mar, it's a good bet that Martellus is going to return because I believe the brothers wanted to play one season together. Let's uh, let's talk about Nick Foles.
1: Nick Foles let's finally talk- finally getting paid. We were. Um, discussing the or more that I was listening, and I was going to bring in the fact that uh, teams aren't necessarily winning by going all in with these big contracts, and we may get into that discussion later, because yep. the Browns are trying to do this. They're trying to bring in big players with these big-time contracts, therefore thinking that they can win a Super Bowl. The Rams did it this last year,
2: and they fell short.
1: And the Jags did it a couple of years ago back, and I believe it was 2016. Yeah, they ended. Up, they ended up making the AFC Championship game no, two years ago. The,
2: yeah, it was in 2016. What was it?
1: It was 2016. Yeah, it was because yeah. Malik Jackson from the Denver Broncos, after he won the Super Bowl, was signed by the Jags, mm-hmm. and now look where the Jags ended up winning three games this last year, and then they just released Malik Jackson, and they just waived Blake Bortles. Basically, so, so everything that the Jags had built up has been completely demolished, and now they're trying to rebuild with Mister Nick Foles.
2: Yeah, and. I gotta say, it's a good signing. It's it's a very good, good signing. They actually have a quarterback now. Yeah, yeah. Nick Foles can do it. Although, although, and I've had discussions with some pe- with people about this. Nick Foles not the most consistent guy when you want him to be, but I mean, his numbers have been have been good. He managed to lead Philadelphia to a Super Bowl.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He, you know. And it was him, not Carson Wentz. Nick
1: Foles is going to be the best quarterback Jacksonville's had since David Garrard.
2: Definitely. And my thing with this is is the amount he's getting paid. Yeah, he's won a Super Bowl and he was the MVP of said Super Bowl, but I don't believe him I don't believe he's worth a 88 million dollar deal with 50.1 million guaranteed.
1: I disagree. You really I think you, he's worth every single penny. That they're going to be paying him.
2: When I look, I don't know. I don't believe, I don't think his consistency he, is up enough for him to be
1: paid Jerry, the J88 mil. You're coming from Blake Bortles to Nick that's Foles. G- that's good. It's a that's, great it's increase. A, it's a great it increase. It is a 200% increase in quality for the Jags. Nick Foles yeah, but why, has been so reliable, especially in the postseason. <laughs> why, but why, why go all in right now? Do They're not going all in right now.
2: For Nick Foles, they did eighty-eight million. That's, uh,
1: that's they just want They just wanted to get their guy. They have some cap space that they can use. They just released yeah. a few guys to pay Nick Foles, which makes sense. Yes, but my
2: my concern with this is Nick Foles is not is not very consistent. Yes, he's good in the postseason. Yes, he's good in December. But he you need that all year. Nick Foles doesn't pick it up until
1: halfway through the end of the season. We don't know that. We saw it last season when he started. But he was good last year and then Carson it, Wentz came back in and then Nick Foles came back in in the playoffs where he succeeded exponentially for the second year in a row. Yeah, but they still, they still fell short. My point being is if they really wanted
2: to go in with, if they really wanted Nick Foles, it would have been better for them to test the waters. I know Blake Bortles was not Blake Bortles is not the best quarterback Jacksonville's has. In fact, he's probably the worst and Nick Foles is a, Tremendous improvement. But if you're gonna look at this from a technical standpoint, Nick Foles should have been signed to at least a two-year deal, half of what he's getting paid. This is this is
1: not this is not a case keenum situation.
2: I'm not I'm not saying it was a case. I'm not saying it was a case this is a case keenum situation. What I'm saying though is they should have test they should they need they should have tested the waters with Nick Foles, because then if Nick Foles doesn't work out for them, and let's say two years down the line, Nick Foles just isn't gonna cut it and they need to pick up somebody in the draft they can at least release Nick Foles and not have to worry about losing $50.1 million guaranteed to Nick Foles.
1: I think it was a good, I think it was a good move good. Yes, it's a good move, but I don't believe he's, I'm just give it not worth. I don't think he's worth what he's
2: getting paid. The
1: Jags have a top 10 draft pick this year. They can use that to rebuild their offensive line or their running back court. If they will, we'll see what they do. I think the Jags are going to be good. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm in favor of that. Also, last one worth mentioning, Devin Funches uh, is going to the Colts. So talking about another wide receiver on the move. He signed a one-year deal, $10 million, with an additional $3 million with incentives. So that's the last of the NFL free agency with some debate from me and Jerry Truly. Yeah. Really, we agree on a lot of things. So it's fun to disagree. Yeah, I think Anyways, this is the first
2: time we've actually had a disagreement, a little bit of an argument about something here.
1: When we come back, are the Browns Super Bowl contenders? I say yes. Let's see what Jared had to say when we come back. Matt Kennedy, Jared Peralta, Wired Up.
3: When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a
2: kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When
1: I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be... A Football stadium. When I grow up, I wanna be a warm place on a cold day. When I
4: grow up, I wanna be a fancy back I grow I wanna be a bike that races around the country. When I
1: grow up, I wanna be a bench on a forest trail. I wanna be a rocking chair on a sunny porch. I wanna be a skyscraper. I wanna be a I wanna be I wanna be I wanna be wanna wanna be When I grow up, I don't wanna be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me. I won't
4: be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. This is
3: the sound of salmonella gyrating on your undercooked chicken. And it looks like mom might be taking it out a little early. Don't let salmonella get funky with your chicken. On average, one in six Americans will get a foodborne illness this year. So use a thermometer to cook each type of meat to the right temperature. Keep your family safe at foodsafety.gov. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council.
0: Ranger Station, Ranger speaking.
4: Hi, um, I'd like to report a bear hug. Uh-huh, okay. Well, we were building a bonfire, and I, I saw some, like, dry brush and leaves around, so, you know, I, I said to move the bonfire somewhere else, and out of nowhere, Smoky Bear shows up and hugs me.
0: So you noticed some wildfire hazards and moved your bonfire to a safer location. Yeah. Yeah, that's Smokey, all right. He likes it when people help prevent wildfires. It hits some close to home. Not everybody gets the hug, my friend. So that's pretty special to get a hug from Smokey Bear.
4: Ah, so it was him. Hey, guys, I told you it was Smokey.
0: Okay, well, congratulations, my friend. And thanks for calling. There are many ways to prevent a wildfire. Learn how you can do your part at SmokyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service,
4: Ad Council, and your state forester.
1: Back i Marta. Matt Kennedy, Jared Peralta. 444 p.m. Mountain West time. Got some booking music this time. Yeah, you're actually prepared this time. Back in it. Back at it. Football all day, every day, because... It's what gets me going in the morning. Let's keep talking. Let's keep going. Let's keep rolling. 91.3 FM, KMSA, music for the Mavs, live on your radio dials. Also listen to the Wired Up podcast. Soundcloud.com is where you can find this show every week with different broken up segments. One that I recommend going listen to, the Dave Logan podcast is, Dave Logan podcast, Dave Logan segment which we had a couple weeks ago, is still featured on there. It is our spotlight on our SoundCloud homepage, so please go look at that because that is our pride and joy. Yeah. <laughs> Shameless <laughs> plug there, but it's okay. Having Dave Logan on. <laughs> so we're at a podcast, SoundCloud. Go look it up and follow us. Anyways, the Cleveland Browns. We didn't mention them, or if we did, it wasn't to an extreme extent in our NFL free agency just discussion because they are at the... I guess at the forefront of this, the Browns are hot. Everybody loves it too. I haven't talked to one person who's not happy for the Browns.
2: Yeah, you know, coming into this offseason, the Browns had everybody thinking, they were pro- had a lot of people thinking, at least had me thinking, oh, they're going to be picking up a lot, of more, a lot more people in the draft rather than pick up some people in free agency. And instead, this free agency, the Browns are saying, Browns just fooled us.
1: <laughs> just it, <laughs> I had
2: to throw that out there. Just, we have that. our sound bites, and I'm gonna start using them from now on. You haven't used it in a while. Yeah, I. I Jeez, I, I need to start using those. But yeah, the Browns fooled everybody, and they made some big acquisitions, and Man. and they made <laughs> they they made a lot of big moves, and the Odell Beckham Jr. move is probably the biggest one this free agency that has thrown everybody for a loop.
1: Let's talk about it. Let's 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 talk c-
2: about it some more. Shall we? Come on. Let's get let's into talk
1: it. about it from the Cleveland Browns perspective. Come on. This time. These guys are hot, man. First year head coach, Freddie Kitchens is coming in with the best lineup possible. The best skill set in the NFL on paper. OBJ Jarvis Landry, Chubb Baker Mayfield, and plenty others worth mentioning on the Cleveland Browns. Starting roster. They also added defensive lineman all Olivier Vernon from NYJ. NYG no, sorry, NYG from the New York Giants after this. They also signed Sheldon Richardson, Eric Cush, Adrius Taylor, Demetrius Harris, and linebacker Ray Ray Armstrong got re signed by his current team. This team is good, Jer. Yeah. Their ranking, sorry, not their ranking, but their Super Bowl. Odds according to Las Vegas after signing OBJ jumped from 25 to 1 to 14 to 1. There are only four teams that have better odds than them, and those teams were the top four teams in the conference championship games in this last year. The Chiefs, the Patriots, the Saints, and the Rams. Yep, yep, and yep. So the Cleveland Browns who finished 7-8-1 and 0-16 and 1-15 in the last 3 years now have a shot at yep. least on paper to take home a lombardi trophy
2: yeah definitely and is uh, this real
1: life <laughs> it is <laughs> is this it, real life right it now it is
2: and it's one of those things where we ni- neither me nor you expected this to happen you know last season the browns We you were throwing them into your top five just because they would win a game. I'm happy for it, man. Come on. The Browns, the only team to dogs, man, the Browns, the only team to break a losing streak with a tie, (laughs) I think ever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I mean, this is this is going to look like a scary team. They're already favored to win. The AFC's South. AFC North. North. AFC North. I, I, I knew they. I knew it was North or South. I had to take my guess. After the
1: fall of Pittsburgh, why not have them as the favorites?
2: They are the favorites. Second behind them is Baltimore. Baltimore made made some good moves. Baltimore steady second. Those are the only two teams who in the AFC South right now who. North. North. <laughs> I want to say, yeah. I whatever. You get it. The only two teams right now Geography. who are. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> They're the only two teams that. Are showing any promise and I think with this with Odell Beckham Jr. being there Baker Mayfield is going to have a field day this season I think he's going to put up one of the best numbers that he's that he probably has ever put up in his entire football career whether that be from college all the way to now I think he's going to be doing that
1: is this argument legit do the pros think so does Stephen A. Smith think so First take this this morning. What does Stephen A have to say? Does Stephen A agree? This is via ESPN YouTube. Steve.
6: coaching does matter in the NFL. Do they have talent? They have the talent to win the AFC North. Mm -hmm. Yes. I will will concede that. But you got to show it to me and prove that to me before I'm going to label you a Super Bowl contender. You ain't made the playoffs. I mean, when's the last time they made the playoffs? The last time the Cleveland Browns made the playoffs was 2002. It's been 17 years. They've had like 80, they they've had like 17 season. quarterbacks And without making a postseason, I'm supposed to look at you and think that you're a Super Bowl contender? Hell no. Get to the playoffs first.
1: You done? He's right. Yeah. He's right. Stephen A, fair points. He is pessimistic. Well, he's not pessimistic. He's realistic. Yeah. He's bringing realism into this argument. Rightfully so. I would just say the excitement level for this team automatically brings them up there with a Super Bowl contending team. This was the Rams a couple years ago. Everybody was so excited for the Rams since they moved to L.A. Then they started winning again, and people jumped on that bandwagon. Same thing is happening with the Browns. Same
2: thing is going to happen with the Browns the moment the season kicks off. I would hope so,
1: especially after this year, that team that was plagued was plagued by Hugh Jackman. And went 0-16 the year prior. And then come out this year, go 7 8 and one have a Heisman Trophy winner under center and then bringing guys like Jarvis Landry and now OBJ, OBJ, come on, man. Is this team going to be able to handle all this talent? Can head coach Freddie Kitchens, who, by the way, has never coached an NFL uh, game as an HC, he has been a great offensive coordinator. He showed that last year as the interim OC for the Cleveland Browns. Can he handle, Jerry, this much personality on a single team, I mean, we're talking yeah. who's going to be the alpha male Baker Mayfield is the alpha male on that team right now. yeah, he's in control. He's under center. He's the one throwing the ball to the other guys who are bringing in these personalities in Jarvis Landry and Odo Beckham Jr.
2: This is my thing. yes, Baker Mayfield is the alpha male, but I believe I believe that since he since he is the alpha male and he has the same mentality as guys like obj and Jarvis Landry it's going to work. I don't think there's going to be any talks of, Oh, there's internal struggles or anything because Baker Mayfield is, is going to be able to relate more with his teammates. And OBJ is going to be able to find, is going to be able to finally work with a quarterback who (laughs) not only has the heart, but you know, with the team who has had so many struggles, they all want to win something and do something that, they're probably that this is probably going to be a very successful Cleveland Browns team. Probably the most successful team we've seen in years. Probably in
1: mine and your lifetime. The last nineteen years yeah. It's going to be the best team that we have ever seen. I have never seen the Browns in the playoffs, at least with with my memory. The last yeah. time they made it was
2: two thousand two. From what nineteen? Of
1: course, nineteen years ago. Seven, uh, 17, Seventeen years ago. Seventeen.
2: 17. math.
1: Is math? Is, math is not. Come our- on, man. We're in college. We should be able to. <laughs> no. Hey, but math's that's not it. our
2: strong suit. We're not... <laughs> we're mass communication students. We're not supposed to be good at math anyway.
1: My prediction for this year, and I've been bold. I predicted the Browns would... Not the Browns. I predicted the Rams would win the Super Bowl a year ago around this time. And you also... Pre- well, I was you, close. You were very close. You they predicted they
2: it. would be in the Super Bowl. I was a negative Nancy about it. Uh, let's hear your prediction. What My is it?
1: prediction this year, of course, they will win the AFC North. I think that is a very realistic option for them. Okay. But... I want to see how this team plays out for a year. I want to see how this chemistry is. It looks really good on paper. We know that much. We are excited for this talent. But we all know, and not the Cleveland, the New England Patriots are a testament to this. You do not need to win. You do not win a Super Bowl in the offseason. You win it in the playoffs. You win it with team (laughs) chemistry. You win it in February when your team has been doing this for so long, and they build up depth, they build up chemistry, and uh, they build up tranquility.
2: Uh, Bill Belichick's at home on, on his chair, sit, drinking a beer right now, not even thinking about the free agency. Thinking. He doesn't really care. I guarantee you Bill Belichick has no say in who gets picked up in free agency. I think he just says, find me some people, sign them to one-year deals, and let's see how this works.
1: I think the Browns will go 10-6. and six. 10 and 6. 10 and 6.
2: Which spot in the wild card? Because I guarantee you they're not taking a. Di- they're not going one or two.
1: No, they won't go one or two. They will mm, fourth seed. Ooh. And they'll make it to the divisional round and then lose to the Kansas City Chiefs. Sounds fair. That is a very specific prediction.
2: Very specific. But and, I'm calling and, but it. it. But part of it's realistic. Your turn. Okay, so... So the Browns win the NFC North. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna agree with you on that one. They win the NFC North. They're gonna take the number three seed, go eleven and go eleven and five, and lose to New England in the divisional round.
1: Why can't we just disagree to a lot on a lot? Why are we so similar?
2: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's, I mean, the, <laughs> the Cleveland Browns are going to be probably one of the most interesting teams to watch next season, especially considering. They were
1: interesting this year, this last yeah, year. Yeah, they
2: were interesting. Th- this is going <laughs> to, I'm going to be paying attention even more to them now just because I want to see how well this trio matches
1: up. When we come back, clips of the week. We'll wrap it up here. Matt Kennedy, Jared Peralta, Barton.
5: Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
1: Back here, up, Last five minutes of the show today. 91.3 FM. Came the same music for the Mavs. Matt Kennedy, Jared Peralta, Live on your radio dials. Football, 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 more football. And a Pink lot enough. more football. Can't get enough. Can't get enough,
2: love it. Uh, in all honesty, I think I think Matt's head would explode if he didn't talk about football at least once every two three weeks on this show. You're right.
1: You're right. <laughs> Anyways, time for clips of the week, brought to you by ourselves. Yeah, and we're just stealing these off. Copyright all goes ESPN. <laughs> Pretty much where we get the majority of our clips.
2: ESPN. I think the the second one is
1: CBS Sports. No, it's actually off. Well, the one of what? AB. Yeah. Okay.
2: I believe that, yeah, I believe that's CBS Sports. Yes, Anyway, But I either think, way.
1: I think we're actually allowed to put these as long as it's not the entire show. Well, we only put like it, a certain percentage. Well, we only put can...
2: like 30 second parts. Yeah. One of them has got to, goes up to like 50, but I mean, what? 50 seconds, but I mean.
1: First seconds. one here, Mr. Stephen A. Smith on the Stephen A. Smith show. We, we like Stephen A. Smith over here at Wired Up. Calls out Pittsburgh for trading AB for the equivalent of a bag of chips and a Coke. Which is very true. Going to let it speak for itself. Mr. Stephen A. Oh, the bumper music's still playing. The bumper music's still playing. Uh, you yeah, we're the- always prepared here at Wired Up. Stephen A., you have the floor.
6: At the Pittsburgh Steelers. Getting rid of Antonio Brown for a third round and a fifth round pick. The equivalent of Martavis Bryant and A.J. McCarran from someone who is a superstar, someone who is arguably the best wide receiver in all of football, who went six consecutive years with at least 101 receptions. Six consecutive years with at least 1,287 yards. That Antonio Brown is now an Oakland Raider. That Antonio Brown is no longer a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. That Antonio Brown was given away, as far as I'm concerned, for a bag of chips and a Coke.
1: (laughs) Uh, I I
2: love when Stephen A. Smith gets so heated. It's wonderful. Uh, Uh, We're not even going to
1: talk about it. We're just going to jump right into the next one. Next one we that we have for you, Mr. James Dolan. And we thought New York City is just full of idiots, man, especially in the ownership oh, of their big-time franchises. Uh,
2: if you don't know what, what's about to happen with this owner, you're going to find out with this clip.
1: James Dolan, and I'm just going to give some background information on this. James Dolan, the owner of the Knicks and the CEO and executive president of Madison Square Garden was quote-unquote ambushed by a fan Attacked. after a loss last week or this week.
2: He was beaten up and told to do something.
1: A fan told James Dolan to sell the team. Dolan came back and said, you know what? Is that right? And the guy's like, yeah, it's an opinion. Dolan says, no, it's not an opinion. You're banned for life. Enjoy watching Knicks games on your TV for the rest of your life. So he ended up to, to ban the Knicks fan <laughs> for life from MSG. This you- was this was his defense <laughs> On the Michael K. Show via the Yes Network and the ESPN YouTube account.
2: If you're the Knicks, you don't have a lot of revenue anyway. Why ban people from going to games? So,
1: what is your response? To
6: do this, mm-hmm. right? The, uh, that they, um, <clears throat> just before the game, they cleared their profiles out. Right. The, uh, we have video, which I think we've supplied to you, mm-hmm. which shows them moving from one side of the arena to the other and pointing at me. and The way you, know, you were walking. Out. Where I was walking, right, and saying, you know, the, the, uh, and, you know to set this ambush up. And, uh, um, and they did. And, you know, and then as soon as uh, they were done with it, it was immediately sold to uh, TMZ.
1: That's his version of the story. That's his point of view. He says it came from one side of the arena to the other in an ambushed attack on him personally.
2: No, it was not ambushed. You you know the likelihood of a of a fan knowing which exit the owner's going to be coming out of is.
1: I mean, okay, All right, let's let's let's. I was thinking of this. Some buddies were hanging out at the Knicks game, yeah. including this fan. Yeah. They were thinking, "Hey, our team sucks." We're the worst team in the NBA. Mm -hmm. We're tanking to get Zion. That's what they're thinking. There's James Dolan. Oh, let's see him walking out. Oh, let's just go over to him, point at him, mock him for a little bit bit because he's the worst owner in the NBA. And let's just plans it out. Yeah, it's a common. It's not an obscure thing to think about. Yeah, they I'm... didn't sit beforehand on a whiteboard and chalk this thing out. Say, okay, this time, Dolan goes out of exit three B. We're gonna be there at exactly eight oh nine p.m. to tell him and point at him and ambush him. Sell the team, you jerk! No.
2: no, 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 yeah, yeah. The way how he's making this sound, he's using he's using a political tactic right now to make <laughs> making the, himself sound like the victim, making himself the victim when in actuality what was said was an opinion. It was just a fan voicing his concerns about his team. And again, you, if you're the Knicks owner, you don't have a lot of revenue coming in anyway for the Knicks. Cause the Knicks well, never do well, anything. No,
1: They have a lot of revenue because of the Knicks and MSG. They're actually one of the wealthiest franchises in the sporting world.
2: Well, okay, fine then. But I'm still, my, but in my, terms of- my point stands is <laughs> my, my point is, is that you don't have a lot of fans. You can't afford to be giving up anymore.
1: No, don't have a lot of fan support. No. Anyways, cool. Uh, last,
2: yeah, last clip. Gary, um, what do we got? Antonio Brown, during his press conference for the Raiders, um, pretty much this clip is going to be his response to a question surrounding if he regrets any of his actions or what he has said or done, you know, in the, in the timeline that it took for him to get traded. This is from CBS Sports. Said or done over the last year.
6: Well, to any kid out there from Pittsburgh, you know, uh, you know, Pittsburgh will always be my family. Uh, those guys gave me a chance when I was a 21-year-old kid. Uh, obviously, you know, people listen to the things that are being said and written. Yeah, wasn't it great? Cool? At the end of the day, it's all about how you make people feel. I was wondering I why I made a lot people of his, like,
2: artwork that really the great posted.
6: And really inspired the way they watched me go to work, and the way they watched me play. And... Um, you know, I know still the nation is having a bad day today, but, you know, but it's always love. Uh, I encourage every kid who watched me work and were inspired by everything I've done. And I hope I continue to be a good example, uh, continue to be a good role model, and continue to inspire people <clears throat> all over.
1: Okay, role model. <laughs> pout, see what you little she what you difficulty want. Yeah, there. Yeah, no, Jerry, yeah, Jerry's Michael's was on. He was talking back in there. But, okay, continue to be an inspiration. Yes, in terms of work ethic, what you do in the locker room, what you do. On the field, what you do during practice, sure, people should look up to you. But what you did this last year, A B, and I'm not being I'm being critical. I'm being critical of him. Sit out for whatever game. Don't come to practice, especially in a key game that could get you into the playoffs. Decide not to show up. Decide when the team decides to trade you like you wanted to the Bills. Be like, nah, I don't want the Bills. My terms, I'm gonna get what I want because I'm a stubborn brat. Great inspiration.
2: And that and then to call your, call, call your teammate and call out your teammate and say he has ownership mentality, and then to not, and to not talk anything out with your, the owners or said player, that's a bad example
1: to the younger generation. I think that's all we have today for JJ. I want to talk more about it, but that's all we got. We're five minutes over. Join us in two weeks. Next week is spring break. I will be in Phoenix and Scottsdale watching some Rockies games yeah. at spring training. Which I'm going to love, and I'll bring you back with those reports following spring break. what are you doing for spring break? Are you going back home?
2: Uh, I am staying here for. I'm staying here for spring staying
1: break. Thank you, DJ. Yep. All right. Join us back in two weeks. Matt Kennedy, Jared Peralta, onward up. Thank you so much, and we'll see you later.